I'm Connie Ackeson, and this is Happiness Dash and Inside Job, episode number five, Judge Not. Welcome to Happiness Dash and Inside Job, a podcast for Christian women who are ready to stop hiding behind a mask of indecision and excuses and are ready to drastically upscale everything about their life. This podcast is for women who understand happiness is not dependent on anyone around us. Real happiness is found as we understand our thoughts and are willing to part with those that are no longer leading to desirable results in our life. Anything is possible if we are ready to give up habits that are comfortable and familiar and exchange those for habits that will serve us as we go through a transformation to become our best future self. Hang on for the ride of your life as we explore how to make these changes one step at a time. This is Happiness Dash, an inside job, and I'm your host, Connie Atkinson. Welcome, welcome. I'm so excited about today's podcast. This month, we're talking all about love And the crazy fact about our brain is that we have millions of thoughts going through our head each day, and each of them are 100% optional. Notice them. What feelings do these thoughts generate inside of you? I notice if I have a thought in my head, like, my husband is absolutely annoying, then guess what? My brain finds evidence to support that thought all day long. The converse is also true. If I choose the thought, I have the most amazing husband ever. Guess what? My brain can find tons of evidence for that thought as well. When I'm focusing on how annoying he is, I feel critical and annoyed. I actually don't like the way that feels. On the other hand, when I think about how amazing he is, I feel loved. I feel like the luckiest girl in the world. That feels awesome. When I can choose any thought in the world, why wouldn't I choose those that bring me the most joy? One thing I've noticed about this month's challenge is how amazing I've been feeling. Brain power that was once occupied with judgments I was making about other people is now consumed with loving thoughts about myself and others. It's important to note, I never viewed these critical thoughts about others as judgments. I told myself I was just being observant or noticing things about them. Facts, of course! Now I know I have loving text messages to send to my immediate family, and I've got to do lots of loving noticing, or I won't have any material for the text the next day. Also, I know I've got to write down at least three things I love about myself. I've got to think about those things, too. My brain is really busy. I never imagined how awesome focusing on love was going to feel, and now I never want to end this challenge. Hopefully I never do. Today, I've got my sister Mary back on the podcast to talk about judgments we make and how damaging they can be. So, Mary, thanks for coming back. It's always so fun to have you. So, what are ways that you notice that you compare yourself to others? Yeah, so I, you know, as I've gotten into thought work, I've and started watching my brain. I've I've noticed several areas. Um, one, of course, I think all all women fall into this trap a lot that of uh, you know weight and body image, just looking at you know other people's bodies and thinking, wow, how amazing it must be to be her and you know, have this thin body, or looking at someone with a larger body and thinking, wow, how sad for that person that that they have to live in in such a large body and um 
Yeah, so, you know, hair, job title, you know, um, church callings, uh, you know, looking at women and, you know, comparing myself to other women whose um, children are making, you know, choices, looking at the choices their children are making, you know, judging them to be good or bad. Maybe the women are good or bad, you know, because of their children's choices. Um, marital relationship or status, uh, money, you know, how much money you have in comparison to other people. Or um, how much it appears that you have in front of it compared to other people, right? Exactly. How well you use your magic cards. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, possessions, uh, you know, house, car, toys, um, friends, you know, judging myself against other people, you know, who I think maybe have more or you know, or just wanting or to be friends with one person and thinking, wow, how did she get to be friends with her? Yeah, you know, vacations, somebody's watching somebody travel the world. Facebook and Instagram are super great at helping us notice what everyone else is doing, right? And isn't it so interesting because we notice these things and the truth is, Everybody is living the human experience, right? We've all got good and bad in our lives. We've all got positive and negative emotions. And it's kind of the, the social media syndrome where we look at, at things on social media. You know, you mentioned vacations. And, and we look at other people and immediately we judge them like, oh, they've got their husband has the perfect job. They've got plenty of money to buy awesome cars and house and go on these great vacations and we automatically judge that their life must be better than ours but when we get to know people we realize that their life is the same as ours they've got trials they've got triumphs and we're all just trying to hang in there and do our best right that's right so interestingly enough when we take a second to sit back and actually notice these observations that we're making of other people. I mean, we tell ourselves they're just observations, but really they're judgments, right? We're judging, um, you know, that they have more money or that they have better hair. And really all of these judgments are just a reflection of how harshly we're actually judging ourselves. I mean, when you say you see other people with better hair, what's good hair? <laughs> you know? <laughs> So true. So when, when we compare ourselves uh, to other people, I, I found that my brain will come to one of two conclusions. Um, I'm better than the other person or I'm worse than the other person. And, you know, often I'm lacking. So sometimes I find that uh, others are lacking and I, you know, honestly hope to never be in their position. But what I've realized is that this is not a position of love, not a love for myself. Um, it's not a position of love for others. And I've been really struck by this scripture over the past few months. And the scripture is in Matthew seven twelve. It says, with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And so I realized that there's three choices that I have when I'm comparing myself to someone else. I can compare myself as better than them. I can compare myself as worse than them, or I can tell myself that we're equal. And I found that the position of being equal, maybe not being equal in what I'm comparing, so, 
you know, maybe there's a monetary difference between our lifestyles, but equal in the most important thing, which is the, is, which is value. And the truth is we're all infinitely valuable. We were all created by God and it's not God that's judging us. He's just loving us. We're the ones doing all the judging. Okay, I'd like to talk for a second about two conflicting schools of thought. There's the abundance mentality and there's the scarcity mentality. Now, people with the scarcity mentality, it's kind of like a every man for himself kind of principle, right? Whereas the abundance mentality is the school of thought that there's more than enough for everyone. Now, I believe that God is of the abundance mentality. He has everything and he wants all of us to have everything that he has. He believes that there's more than enough to go around and then some. So if God can believe there's more than enough for everybody, and if God can believe that we're all good, I believe that we can also believe that, that individually we can each be good and everyone around us can be good too. And that as we seek for the good in them, as we seek to see the good in them, then we really open up a space to allow ourselves to be good. Now, it's important to note that our relationship with other people is merely our thoughts about them. Okay, so the circumstance is the same. There are people in our life and we can choose to see them as a child of God and 100% lovable just the way they are without changing a thing, or we can focus on the negative. I mean, they're both there, but what our brains are going to find is what we're looking for. The interesting thing about our brains is when we're feeling inadequate ourselves, we look for the inadequacies in others so that we don't feel so bad about being us, right? Now, the converse is also true. If we can just love ourselves exactly who we are, then we have a space open to us to love and accept others for exactly who they are right now. Do you see how our treatment of others is merely a reflection of how we think about ourselves? When we are thinking loving thoughts about ourselves, we're able to love others. Honestly, the most loving thing we can do for ourselves is to just love other people, to drop the anger, drop the resentment, drop the judgments, and just love people exactly where they are. So Mary, you're really good at this. How do you drop your expectations of people and just love them how they are? Well, I got to explain that I really come to believe that, you know, like we were talking about our, we come to earth with a fixed value from God. And when I remember that everyone has the same value, um, I believe that one of the purposes for us coming to earth is to make as much progress as we can. Some people are going to make, we're going to make different amounts of progress while we're here. So I, that helps me drop the expectations for people um, to understand that they they have their own life and they're going to they're going to be responsible to God for how much progress they make in their life but that's not that doesn't affect their core value. Yeah, so one thing sense. we were talking about earlier that we should probably share with people is the parable of the talents and how there's the person that came to earth with one talent and one that came with 3 and 10 and it and it, heavenly father doesn't have you know, it's not like there's a certain mark that we have to hit. It's 
what he cares about is us progressing. I mean, the person with one talent, they hit it. They didn't want to lose it. And so they did nothing with it. And in the end, they lost it. Whereas the other people, it didn't matter if in the end you ended up with six or if you ended up with 20. What mattered was that you did everything you could with what you had. And I think that's really an important realization to come to is that we're all... We all have a different deck of cards here on the earth, and what matters is that we're progressing. And I love what you said about just doing the best with what we have. So knowing that life is different for each of us makes it easier to drop those expectations that we have for what someone's life should look like. Okay, what we really ought to do is just get rid of the word should, you know? I mean, we need to just drop what we think should happen and just love what is. And there's such freedom in just loving what is, loving ourselves exactly where we are and exactly the way we are, and just loving other people, our children, our husbands, just exactly where they are. And Connie, one thing I had to do was I had to disconnect my self-worth with the Um, success or what I was defining as success of my children. The choices of your children. The choices of my children, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. And really, our value is fixed. We know that. Our value is fixed from God. There's nothing that we can do to increase it or decrease it. What we need to do is progress the most that we can and do the best that we can, whether we've got one talent or ten talents. It's progress to the best of our ability. And that's all he expects is our best. So, you know, there's always, we always, you know, come in contact with those tricky people, or we always have those days when we're frustrated with our children or with other people. And I think the challenge is like finding our mantra. Like, what do we think? What's our go-to thought to help us be who we want to be? Because really, It's all about how do I show up in a certain situation? I want to be proud at the end of the day of how I acted and of how I treated other people. Now, for me, I think that mantra is I believe that Heavenly Father loves me exactly the way I am right now. I believe that I'm 100% lovable. And I also believe that everyone around me is. So a go-to thought that really helps me is that if somebody is acting in a way that's challenging for me and my mind wants to take me to judgment, I have a go-to thought, which is I believe that they are 100% lovable right now. And what are things that Heavenly Father loves about this person right now? And whether it's my child or my husband or somebody that I run into shopping, it doesn't matter. I can find something that is good about that person. What works for you, Mary? Yeah, so my mantra is same value, and it, it's short, but it's it's just quick, and it's amazing how much peace those two words bring me. When I glance over at someone, I find my brain tries to sneak in one of those judgments. It tells me I'm, either, I'm not good, as good as that person, or it tells me that I'm better than that person, and I tell my brain back, I say, same value. And what I'm trying to tell my brain there is, I don't believe you. I'm not better than them. I'm not worse than them. The two of us have the same value, and we're simply living different lives. And isn't it awesome? We all can be so different, and we can all be awesome. 
It just opens me up to be able to love that person. You can't love someone that you're judging. So a game that I've started playing is, okay, so there's this funny little video that goes around about the people of Walmart, right? And really what it is, is you all start, we all start judging those people for, you know, having pants that are 10 sizes too small or whatever it is, you know? And, you know, even just silly little games like that are so damaging. But I find that I can, when I choose an intentional thought, like, you know what, instead of finding a reason to judge that person and laugh at them, I am going to find a reason to love that person. And so whether I'm walking through Walmart or whether I'm walking through my house, I intentionally tell my brain to look for the good in each person that I see. And it's empowering. We can find happiness as we intentionally look for the good in other people. So that's the challenge, folks. I want you to find your mantra. Find, tell your brain what it's going to think and think good thoughts about everyone that you see. Love yourself on purpose by dropping the judgments about other people and just choosing love. Love feels awesome. Why would we choose anything other than awesome? 